everyone, and welcome to a live edition of Promo Insiders, the counselor podcast that covers what matters most to the promotional products industry, from fun trends to hard-hitting news, everything in between. I'm Teresa Hagel, Executive Editor of Digital Content at ASI, and today I'm joined by Marshall Atkinson. Um, he's a screen printing decorated apparel veteran who now runs Atkinson Consulting to help other businesses succeed. Um, and today we're going to be talking about e-commerce and marketing strategies. Uh, before we get started, though, I do want to remind everyone that three of our commenters today are going to receive a box of sea salt caramels from Chocolate in Lanco. So please feel free to type in your comments, questions, insights, and everything in the chat box. And um, let's get started. So how are you today, Marshall? I'm doing great. I'm jealous because I can't leave a comment to get some sea salt caramels. I know, right? <laughs> I always want to win those, but, you know, I'm glad that they that they send those to, to the commenters. I think that's awesome. So obviously e-commerce this year has been huge because of, you know, that little pandemic thing that we're going through. You know, people are at home, people are shopping at home. And I mean, it, it's been a trend for, for a while. And I think we've talked about it, you know, in the past a while ago. But I mean, what do you think it's going to be like kind of going forward into next year? Is it going to remain at the, the same level, you know, that it's been at? And like, or it will be even, even more, more so? Well, here's the deal is that we've been talking about this so-called retail apocalypse for a couple of years now. Yeah. And even before the pandemic, you've seen malls closing or stores going out of business or whatever, because everything was shifting to online. All the pandemic did was speed that up. And so right. depending on what article you read, it's five years ahead or eight years ahead or 10 years ahead of where it naturally probably would have organically gone to. But because nobody wants to go to a store or trust that that store is doing things that are safe, right? Yeah. What's happening is everything is moving online. And I think because that genie is out of the bottle, there's no cramming it back in. There's yeah. no way that we're going back. Now, it, it, will we ever go back to a store? Yes, we're probably going to be doing that, right? But I think we've taught our customers how easy it is to do things. For example, my wife is now the master of ordering groceries on an iPad, right? And it's no big deal to just to whip in there and they put them in the car and we drive home. In fact, our grocery bill is probably cheaper because we don't throw that extra thing of Oreos in the buggy, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and so that's what's really happening is, is people are teaching themselves that we can do things differently. Yeah. So for us in our industry, in the promo industry, the decorated apparel industry, what are we seeing? We're seeing that people are building more with online stores. They're doing more print on demand. We're having more of our customers wanting to create a digital experience. And guess what? They're not really good at it. So they're relying on us, us to help facilitate that, either helping them build a store or if they want to build a store, we're doing the back end and the fulfillment. So that's where everything is trending and that's where we're going with it. Yeah, I mean, and it's true. I think, you know, so like I have a daughter who's eight and my mother-in-law loves to buy her clothes. So like anytime we see her, there'll be like a bag full of clothes and usually be things she would like pick up at like Kohl's or something. Now for the first time, she mm -hmm. sent it to us and it was, you know, things that were clearly like from from online order, you know what I mean? Like, so right. even people who typically don't do it, they're figuring it out now because they have to. So it's it's definitely the trend that's here to stay. So 
I think, you know, something else that we've, we've written about, I think we've talked about before is just that even though we've all, everyone kind of agrees, like online stores, e-commerce, that's what we need to be doing. There's still a lot of uh, decorators and, and promo products, people that are just not doing it or not doing it well, or even having, like even their websites are, are not very good. So like, what are some of these, the common issues that you see, things that, that need to be tackled in order to be um, doing e-commerce and, and doing it well? Right, well, um, Whoop, there, there's so there's a lot that's a, there's a big question, right? Yeah, there are a lot of answers, and frankly, I uh people ask me all the time, or I bump into folks, and the first thing I do is I look them up online, I look at their website, I look at their social media, and some people are fantastic at this, mm -hmm. and some people are stuck in 1989. I don't know why, right? <laughs> so um, it just depends on where you are on the spectrum, I guess, right. right? And so if you're thinking about what should I be doing, here's what I've been talking with people the most. So let's just take websites, for example, mm -hmm. right? What is the purpose of your website? Is your purpose of a website to be a 24-7 salesperson and that you're going to get orders from it and make money from it? Or is your website simply a fancy business card? That's that's where you really need to ask yourself mm -hmm. because you can't have both, right. right? And because here's what's happening these days, and we're all guilty of it. I go to your website, I click around, and if I don't like what I see in about two and a half seconds, I'm out of there. Yeah. Right? It doesn't matter how much work you put in about building a thing or you linked your Twitter account to it or whatever. If I don't see what I want, I'm leaving. And if people are judging things in milliseconds, mm -hmm. and so if it doesn't load quickly, if it's cluttered, if it is designed poorly, if it looks like it should have been uh, put out to pasture 10 years ago, uh, you're not relevant and I'm going mm -hmm. to ignore you. And so it's easy to take this self-assessment, just look at your website and compare it to websites where you shop. Right, right. right. And just do, do I look like I should be in the conversation or not, right? And then if you are supposed to be making money on your website, there's a thing on your website, there's a term called above the fold. I don't know, have you ever yeah, heard like of newspapers. That yeah, it's like newspapers, right? So what does above the fold mean? Above the fold mean is the big crazy headline, okay? Mm -hmm. And today's above the fold headline is probably about the election, right? And let's not yeah. get into that. But it's going to have something to do with the election. It's going to have a big headline about it. Mm -hmm. And then there's an article underneath that, right? The yeah. bug or fold thing on your website is the most important thing you want somebody to know. Okay? So if yeah. you're trying to get them to go to your online store, there should be a big crazy button that's so obvious they need to click. It's not even funny. Right? To, uh, yeah. Right. I call it, uh, it needs to be like a cartoon like Bugs Bunny cartoons, skillet to the head, obvious. Like whack, <laughs> that's exactly what I want you to do is click that button and go buy something, right? right. But what I see when I go to websites is tons of clutter, tons of things, just a million words that nobody's going to read, just all this stuff crammed to the first page because they're, they're so impressed with themselves, they just have to get all that crap on there, right? Right, it's kind of like when people want to do, you know, have a uh, hat or something. I want to put their whole business card on it. 
Yep. It's just, it's just insanely stupid. Right. And so that's why their website doesn't work. That's why it doesn't generate money for them. That's why nobody pays attention to it. Um, and so it's like, what we need to do is first, if you're not a web designer, you should be hiring a professional to help you with this, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to make any money on that Wix site, right? Or some kind of crazy freebie thing, right? right. You're, it's not, it, we're talking about uh, bringing you money. So why are you trying to do it the cheapest, uh, most uh, uh, lowest common denominator way of doing something? That's not really helping you solve the problem. Right. 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 So the, the most common problems for websites or even online stores is really all about a couple of fundamental things. It, the page has to be responsive, meaning it has to work on one of these. Right. right? It has to work on a phone, it has to work on an iPad. Right. Most people don't order from their computer. They order from their phone. Are we taking advantage of tools? Like, for example, does it work with voice search? Mm -hmm. Right. Most people right now go, hey, uh, you know, I'm, uh, my phone's turned off, but it's a, hey, Google, find me this. Mm -hmm. And it, I ask the phone things all the time and it finds me stuff. So do you show up in that search, right? Do, are you participating in that? Uh, and then also uh, let's talk about load speed and let's talk about what is, uh, do you do have good images or is it just the stock image that everybody else has, right? Are you giving people too many choices, Right. So like one of the reasons why as a family, when we still went to restaurants, why we didn't go to the Cheesecake Factory is because the menu is so crazy. Nobody can decide what to get. We'd rather just go to In-N-Out Burger because there's only three things to do. Right. 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 And so that's true of your website. So you need to curate stuff so it's easier to use. And a big problem we have in the promo world is that they want to put every single thing you could ever possibly put a logo on on the front page. Right, right. Right? I mean, nobody wants to look at that cluttered, like, kind of catalog page. That's too much. To you've been to those pages, right? Why not oh, yeah. put the, the top two things that are selling right now? Mm hmm right? Why not put face masks and hand sanitizers? Right. Last year it was fidget spinners, right? Put the things that every, or pop sockets or whatever, put the thing that everybody's buying on the front, right? And then if yeah. you want more, they can click and they can find, they can do a search, right? Right. Or I think they're going to assume that you have all the stuff, right? They're going to yeah. assume that if you're yeah. a promo company, you're going to have access to all different kinds of stuff. So you, yeah. you don't need to show them that on the front page. Yeah, you can put, guess what? We got more, click, you know, and that's where you take them to that destination, okay? Right. But what we need is a better design and you have to have it different than everybody else, right? So what is your hook? What are you trying to do? Now let's talk online stores for a minute. Mm -hmm. So the purpose of the online store is to help curate something. So this could be a company store for employee uniforms. It could be a retail store for that restaurant or that bar. It could be a fashion brand. It could be a, a bunch of different things, but you're gonna have some things in the online store and print on demand is where everything is going. And what you're, and you were asking me about the future. The future in this industry is digitally printed, it's print on demand, it's order one at a time because right. nobody has to stock the stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The the promo world uses contract printers anyway, right? Mm -hmm. Not nobody, no promo distributor worth their salt is actually doing the manufacturing. They outsource it to other people, right? 
There are contract printers that do print on demand that sync up to your online store. And as things are ordered, they're instantly printed in a day or two or three or whatever. It's on your way to your customer. And you don't have to keep all that branded merchandise for your customer on the shelf in your warehouse anymore. Right, right. It's all so much back end like support there. Yep, that's that's where this industry is going. And so what does that mean? That means lots of tech. That means really geeky, nerdy people figuring this stuff out for you. And there's people, I believe it or not, Teresa, that do this for a living, right? And yeah. uh, and you can get this built for you right now. Um, so that's where I think this industry is going. It's going digital, it's going print on demand, it's using uh, stores and there's plenty of great platforms out there: Shopify, WordPress, Inksoft, Printava yeah. Merge, Common SKU, whatever that have online store platforms that you can build things for people, and mm -hmm. that's that's yeah. the way it works, right? Yeah, and I think ASI, of course, has you know our ESP like websites and custom right. websites and things too. So there's definitely all kinds of depending on what you're what you're interested in. I'm not making a sales pitch, of course, but but there's there's all different kinds of things out there. You don't have to figure it out on your own. You just have to figure out what you want and who can you know get it for you or put it yeah, together. Yeah, and, and the images are so important. The descriptions are so important. You know, if you think about why you buy things, and I would suggest you know if you're trying to I'm an apparel guy, right? And so if you're trying to sell apparel, look through your favorite apparel magazine. What do you like? You like yeah. LL Bean or you like. Uh, whatever, right? You are or, or Orvis or you like uh, mm -hmm. Nike or you like, look at how they do the photos. Look at what the descriptions are. Look at how they show things. Look at the images, especially. What are they doing? Are they showing the image flat on the floor or are they showing it with somebody wearing it? Is there a video of somebody walking or, or moving or doing something with it, right? What are they doing? Right. And then also I might look at how we're supporting that with videos, with social media, with all types of stuff, because it yeah. doesn't matter so much how uh, crazy awesome your web page, your online store is if nobody ever looks at it. Right. Yeah. Right. That's so true. Um, and oh, we have a comment here from Austin Blaine Heath. Um, and they say 100 percent Shopify's partner program has been a godsend for us. So yeah, some people already know about you know Shopify and are using these things. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's a fantastic company called Guten that helps mm -hmm. uh, people with their Shopify stores find print on demand partners. Yeah, um, okay. you know I actually uh, they're one of my clients. So I'm giving okay. them a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think you know something interesting. You know, so we're talking about like websites. I'm actually surprised nowadays about how like a so a website can look so good. Like I've done like stories before where I'll like, you know, reach out to someone because they were doing, it was a story I did a while back about moment merch. And that this guy was doing these like t-shirts about, Oh, I think it was like related to like sport sporting events, something would happen and then he would make a t-shirt and his website looked so good. And I assumed that this was like a big company. I assumed there were a bunch of people <laughs> behind it, but then like I reached out to him. He's like, Oh no, it's just me. It's just one guy. So it's interesting how, having that really good like web presence can kind of, not that you're trying to trick people, but it can kind of like, you know, give you that like air of respectability and, you know, make you seem like you're much bigger, you know, than you actually are sometimes. Well, yeah. Well, that's, 
wow, what was that? That was the that's the first step, right? Perception yeah. is reality is getting them yeah. hooked, right? Yeah. So the, the next step is the user experience. So let's say they bought the shirt, but it shipped later, it was the wrong size, or the print sucked, or like there's other things that happened along the way, right? right? right. You're that's not gonna drive the next sale, right? right? So what we should be thinking about is, uh, and then what else can we sell them? You know, one third, a third of all of Amazon sales come from the uh, people also bought, mm. right? So you bought that yeah. computer, people also bought the laptop case and the power cord, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, on your online store or your webpage, are you using the people also bought uh, thing. Do you have that, right? Are yes. you asking for a referral? Are you asking for a five-star review? Or what are you doing? Are you having them share, hey, I just bought this thing on their, your customers' yeah. Yeah. social media, right? right. Do you, and there's fantastic tools that you can get, depending on what platform you're on, of course, that can help you with all of this. But I see so many people, They it's like running the race Right. And then uh, 10 yards before the finish line, they, they trip and fall. Right. <laughs> they don't like complete the whole thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And We're we have there, but not quite. And then so are, are do you have, uh, you know, your packaging, your mm -hmm. messaging, your follow up? Do you get a tracking number? I mean, there's all these little things. And the, the kind of the, something I've been talking about for a while now is the actually decorating the garment is really the easiest part of the whole process. It's logistics and the curation and the design and, you know, finding the customer and getting the eyeballs on the site and actually getting the thing shipped and delivered and having the customer tell that story of success. That's the hardest part of this. Yeah, actually yeah. printing the shirt, it's like a uh, big deal, right? That's yeah, easy. right, right. That's a simple part. <laughs> well, I think, you know, it's, um, excuse me, uh, yeah, it's so true about like that, you know, customers also bought or or like you're saying, like giving people like asking people for for those five star reviews, asking them for referrals, because, you know, we all know, like how many times you have like a good experience. You're not going to go out there and be like, I need to like review this this company now. You have a bad experience. That's a totally different thing. Yeah. You might decide to like go on Google or whatever and put a review. But like most people. If it was good or was okay, they're they're not going to take the time to, to write something. But if you ask them to, or if you give them maybe like an incentive to do it, you know, then you're going to be more likely to get those um those good reviews and things that that you want. Yeah, well, the the number one thing to get a, re a review or to get a referral is to be referable, mm. right? So the reason why people don't want to leave a review or don't want to refer you is usually based out of what? It's based out of fear. They're afraid that if I recommend this, then people go, you said it was fantastic and they sucked, right? That's what they hate. Yeah. People hate yeah. that. That's yeah. why they don't do it, right? Mm -hmm. So the only way that you're going to get a really good review or you're going to get a refer to somebody, hey, you got to check these guys out. They're awesome, is the fact that you're hitting it with awesomeness mm -hmm. all the time and everything you do. And you're so unbelievably fantastic that people can't even believe it, right? That's yeah. the level that you need to be at. So if you take a hard look about how you do it, okay, that's mm -hmm. so hard and it costs money. So if you're mm -hmm. you're thinking about, hmm, should I ship this in this package or should I do this certain thing or whatever, okay, and you're cutting these corners all the time, 
right? How is that going to relate to that user's experience with using you? Right, right. So there's a cost of all this stuff, and it should be adding up into more referrals, more better reviews, all that kind of stuff. And so you really need to take a hard look at it. And I would suggest that you create a standard, right, mm -hmm. process of how you do things. This is exactly the with clarity. This is where we're going with this. This is mm -hmm. this is what success looks like. This, 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 and this throughout the whole process. And yeah. you map that out and you don't just leave it to chance. You're constantly looking at it. You're constantly measuring. You're constantly getting the data and, and thinking to yourself, hmm, is there, a, is there a way we can improve this? Because these days, everybody's going online. And if you think mediocre and average is going to be where you're at, you're so, you're so mistaken, right? right you need right. to be surprising and delighting your customers to the point where it's just ridiculous. And that's how you build a following. That's how you get more customers. That's how you get people just can't wait till the next thing you come out so I can order it. Right. Well, and you can't really rely on the idea that you're the only like, shop in town either, right? Because the, the web puts you know everything at your fingertips. So you have to find a way to, to kind of stand out and not just be like, oh, well, I'm really your only option. Um, yeah, they're, 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 uh, yeah, these days there's this thing called the internet. Have you heard of it? I, I don't know if we've heard of that, but. <laughs> yeah. So you you had done like an interesting blog post recently about like marketing your online stores, uh, and you were talking about this Google search listening tool called Answer the Public. Yep. So and I, I thought it was interesting. I mean, it was a little like it kind of like there were so many questions in that blog post about like you know what what people were asking about online stores. But can you talk a little bit more about you know some of these some strategies people can use to make their websites and online stores more visible and how they can use kind of the technology yeah. and tools that are out there. Well, the idea with that article was how do you create uh, stickiness, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, and so it's really about using this tool called Answer the Public, which is free. Mm -hmm. You know, this there's a I like. thing, but well, some things are free. Something you have to pay for some stuff at some stuff. Yeah, yeah, but it, but uh, so what you can do is you can pretend you're your customer and you can mm -hmm. enter a keyword and just mm -hmm. to see what are they really trying to find out here. And then using that, you can create uh, a words on your web page or a blog article or something that can drive you to be the answer to that SEO search, mm -hmm. right? And that way yeah. you show up, right? Yeah. So one yeah. of the things that I would recommend is well, whatever you guys do, is what is the most frequently asked questions that you get asked all the time? What's your refund policy like, right? Mm -hmm. So do you have one? If you don't have one, is it on your webpage, right? Because somebody's going to want to know what that is, right, right? right? And then maybe there's a blog article about how fantastic your blog, your refund policy is, and you have a customer video with a customer talking about it, and you know there you like you go deep into some of this stuff. And that helps you solve these problems because why would somebody want to know about exchanging a refund is because they're ordering a pair and they got it the wrong size. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if people feel like there's like these days, you know, is that shirt really a large or is it more of a medium? I don't know. Like yeah. if they're not convinced that they can like get a different one, if it's too small or too big, they're probably not going to order. Right. So, right. But you, you have to answer that question. So the, the reason to answer the public is so good is because you can type in that and see what comes up. What are mm -hmm. they and exactly 
how somebody might ask that same question 700 different ways. Yeah, okay? yeah. And, and that's what I find valuable is because, you know, all I know is my experience, right? right I right. can't pretend to know Teresa's experience. So if I'm pretending to be you, how would you type it in, right? This allows you to kind of understand all the different ways that somebody could ask the same question. And that right. way you kind of like, oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. And you can include that in the paragraph, you know, yeah. and that way yeah. it shows up. Mm -hmm. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I want to pause here just to remind everyone that we have um, sea salt caramels from Chocolate and Lanco for three people that comment today. Um, so I'm looking forward to hearing what everyone has to say. And if you guys have any questions, like if you have some pain points or things you want to talk about with your own websites or maybe something cool that you've tried or done, like feel free to, to comment. I'd love to address it. Um, but I, I guess another thing I wanted to ask you, Marshall, was just about what are some other ways people should be marketing themselves online right now? You know, they have the website. Um, I would think, you know, you have to have web, like your social media too, but what are the things that you're supposed, you should be, you know, doing to, to get both of those seen? Well, you could be doing all kinds of things. So the question that I would ask is where are your customers? Right. So the, there's a phrase that I use all the time, which is hunt where the deer live. Right. So if the, where the deer live, they live in the woods. They don't live in the Walmart parking lot, right? So where are your customers? Are they on Instagram or are they on LinkedIn, right? Are they on Facebook? Are they on TikTok, right? Where are your customers? So if you pick the wrong channel, nobody's paying going to pay attention to you, right? And then what you're looking more for anything is engagement. And you want to be directing people back to the store or back to the website so they understand what you're doing. So you have to be creating content for that. And that could be many different things and it's like but it doesn't always have to be about a sale right. right so think about this like let's say you're going to do you know a hoodie right mm -hmm. and you want to know uh you want to advertise that you're doing a hoodie you might do a social media post with uh a hoodie in blue and one in yellow with the same design on it and you could say hey we're only picking one of these colors which one do you like best comment this way for the yellow one or like it this way for the blue one. Right, right. Right. And then you have a little contest and then guess what? There's all this engagement, people like it or whatever. And then you can always go, Hey, it was so fantastic. We're going to do both colors. Right. 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 And then guess what? Everybody knows that you got a new hoodie. You directed them back to the site and, and now you've got uh, engagement with people. You could send them a direct message with a link to the, mm -hmm. when the hoodie goes on, goes up, um, available for, for, for purchase, right? And then also, if you're capturing data from people when they come to the site, they got to fill something out or whatever. That should be in your drip marketing. So you're constantly sending them stuff and educating them about whatever you're doing. Um, and it's really about creating more experiences than just throwing crap out on social media. Yeah. Right? yeah. And so you have to be smart. You have to be a little savvy with this. Uh, and um, if you have access to influencers, that's great. So these could be athletes. This could be, you know, let's say you're doing a, you know, a, a thing for a high school, right? Mm -hmm. Do you do something with the teachers or with the football yeah. coach, with the, the head cheerleader, whatever, right? Right. And it's, that's the, the influencers these days. It's not necessarily those giant like Kardashians people would think of before. Like it could be these micro ones for like whatever niche or local thing you're doing. Well, yeah. Well, just think about who you're trying to attract, right? Yeah. So let's do, let's just say you're do, doing something for the, uh, 
the local uh, electricians union, right? Mm -hmm. Can you get the union president to wear the hoodie and talk about here's the site promo code sparks, you know, whatever, yeah. right? This is, this is how you drive business there and you get them to participate and do stuff. And just right. because you have an online store, you know, I call it the field of dreams theory. Well, if they, if we build it, they will come. That is so far from the truth. It's not even funny, right? Yeah. You've got to send people there, right? right? On purpose all the time. And just because on social media, you posted something an hour ago, guess what? That, that was completely missed. Yeah. Now what are you doing? Old news. Right? So you have to learn what's best, how to do it, which is why people create blogs, which is why people create videos. You know, how's your YouTube channel? Are you doing a podcast? You know, podcasting, by the way, is one of the number one ways to attract business to a website, right? Yeah, yeah. And so let's say, for example, um, you know, you're uh, you're in the B2B market, right? You mm -hmm. right now can create a podcast using Buzz, Buzzsprout, the platform I use. It's a whopping $16 a month. I don't know if people can afford that right now, you know, COVID, right? But you can create your own podcast to B2B people. And what you do is you don't interview like decorators and stuff. You interview the bank president. You interview mm -hmm. the, the, uh, the president of the chamber. You interview the guy that owns the manufacturing plant or the HR director at the uh, whatever, right? Yeah. And you get them in as guests and you talk about their business. And guess what? Your company is the sponsor of the of the podcast, yeah. right? Yeah. And so you've got a little commercial in there or whatever. You direct people to your thing and you interview your own customers, right? About their problems and their challenges. And you just develop a following. And guess what? Now everybody in your area knows who you are. You're directing traffic. You're building online stores for them because that's what the whole purpose of it is. Yeah. And you're helping everybody and you become known. So when you try to do the next client, now everybody knows who you are because you've got that local B2B podcast. Right. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. I wanted to go back to something you were saying before because I hear this so many times about, you know, you you should be on the social media that your customers are on. But how yeah. do you know what, what platforms they're on? You know, how do you figure you, that out? You stalk them. <laughs> you can follow their accounts. Right. So let's say you want to you want ABC company as a as a customer, right? Mm -hmm. You can look them up, right? Sure. What platforms are they are? You know, they let's just say they have a Twitter account they haven't posted to since 2018. Well, I guess they don't care about Twitter, obviously. Right, right. So you don't <laughs> need to be there. <laughs> they're all over LinkedIn. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you, you should find out where they are. What groups are they in, right? How do they do? What do they do? You can like them. You can comment on their stuff. You can send them a direct message. You can do all kinds of things. You know, what are you doing to facilitate um, that interaction, right? And uh, LinkedIn is fantastic uh, for that. I use LinkedIn all the time. And I would highly suggest that if you're in the B2B market, that's where you need to be, but only if your customers are there. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you're kind of wasting wasting your time. Well, it's, um, it's not really wasting your time because not everybody's gonna be on the same channel, but yeah. it's kind of like you need to leave some breadcrumbs, you know, and mm -hmm. it kind of helps you. And But all the beauty of social media is all in the direct messaging. It's all in the private chats. It doesn't happen with the post. Yeah, okay? but you have to do the posts too to have that presence. You have to do, have to do the posts, right? So. Yeah. 
I use an app called Buffer. And I have my social media, uh, I, uh, depending on the channel, I've got stuff already scheduled all the way out to the end of the year. And then I uh, you, I subscribe to a lot of RSS feeds and I re-publicize other people's content. And I add in my own content because you know I write just like you do. And, yeah. and, and I have a bunch of different things going on. And I pepper that in about 80-20, 80% 80 yeah. somebody else's, 20% mine. Because if I sign just constantly talked about myself. I'm that guy at the party that nobody wants to talk to, right? So, right. I, so I, I do a whole bunch of different things just to see what'll stick. And then somebody's gonna leave a comment, somebody's gonna share it, somebody's gonna like it or whatever. And then I go, oh, who's that? Mm -hmm. And then that's my opportunity to send them a private message and go, hey, Teresa, thank you so much for sharing that. What was your biggest challenge with whatever, whatever the article is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then right. and it's a better way than just like going into their you know, direct messages without any kind of prompting. Yeah, exactly. And then that drives that conversation. Eventually, like, so what do you do? Right. And, and that's your opportunity to talk. That's that's when you give the elevator pitch. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. You don't start out with it. You have to kind of work mm -hmm. your way to that. Yeah. Well, social um, media is about being social. Right. Exactly. I know it seems obvious, but I think sometimes people forget that. I don't know. Like you always see the people that all they post are, you know, this is for sale. This is for sale. This is where, you know. Being, yeah. That's being ignored quicker than anything. It's, yeah, the, it's the stuff that it's an interesting article you read or that book or that podcast or, you know, just, you know, whatever, right. Mm -hmm. it, it, that brings, up the chatter and then you then it's the social thing like at a cocktail party you're talking about the same book you know yeah. hey i just read this book what'd you think oh i thought this that's really great you know and you're not trying to be salesy you're just trying to start the conversation so they can get to know you as a person i know this is way off track with online stores but if you're trying to get more businesses and more customers to allow you to create online stores for them this is how you do it yeah yeah I mean, it's all like all the web stuff kind of becomes interrelated, I think, because if you can't just have an online store, if you don't do all the, the other stuff. Right. Um, so what about I mean, like, you know, obviously this the retail apocalypse. Oh, I can't even say that word now. But, you know, stores closing, real stores closing has, has kind of pushed online stores, you know, and online shopping, you know, for, further along than than it had been. But, you know, obviously the world is going to start opening up again. Some places are, you know, stores are open. What what do you think the future is for you know brick and mortar things? Is there because I met like it's funny because like right before um, you know COVID hit, I had done like an article about experiential marketing and how you know like screen printing you know at like events was going to be this like was this huge thing that everyone really liked to do, and then of course you know COVID happened and <laughs> um, it, you know I'm, I'm sure that business took a big big hit. So. Yeah. But I mean, there is still something to be said for those in-person kind of experiences. People still want to be out and about. So it's, it's, how it's does people, retail fit into that? Yeah, as people, we want to get together with other people and we miss it, right? I'm, yeah. I, I miss doing things, right? But do we have the trust that we need to go back into a store? No. And, mm -hmm. and we, some people do, some people don't. It just depends on where you live and what's going on in your area, right, more than anything. Uh, but I think that, you know, sooner or later, we're going to get back to uh, going into stores and doing some things. When is that going to be? I don't know. Next year. You know, I think this year for holiday, I mean, you have a daughter. 
Are you going to the store to go shopping? Or are you going to do it all online? I mean, that's like where we are right right now, yeah. Yeah. right? And in the meantime, before we get to where the future is going to be, we have to survive right now, which yeah. is really building online stores. But I also know that even when we are going to go back to being in a store, because I like to browse. I like to see right. what's going on. I like to touch and feel things. And everybody likes doing that. But we all like the convenience of a web page or ordering from a phone too, right? Right, right? So I really think if you invest in a better online experience, right, you can't go wrong because people are still going to want to do that. They're also going to want to uh, cross shop where maybe they're in a store and they like that and they'll Google it on their phone and, oh, it's 10 bucks cheaper over here. Click, yeah. you know, and Best Buy had that big problem. That was a big problem with uh, right, they have the showrooming. Your showrooming, right? So it's like one of these things where, you know, what are you doing, right? And how are you resolving that? So how does that work for our industry? You know, our industry is all about uh, driving better experiences and helping people solve problems anyway, right. right? So what we have to do is we have to educate ourselves on how we can build a better experience or how we could do the fulfillment for that customer, how we can ramp things up and do things. I still think we're going to have people uh, working from home, even mm -hmm. when everything opens up, because people just discovered, man, I don't need that 35 minute commute. Oh, yeah. Right. That was an I, hour and I don't miss it. <laughs> I've already I've already converted my bedroom into an office. I'm not going back or I'm only, I'm only going back on Wednesdays. Right. And so what's going to happen is there's still going to be a need for uh, employee employers uh, to create that culture. Uh, and that's going to happen with uh, swag boxes and stuff still. You're still going to want to ship stuff to people, still going to want to keep people uh, happy after an event or, you know, uh, whatever. Um, you know, it's, uh, it, online stores aren't going away. It's just the fact that now we have better tools. Yeah. So to me, you need to be linking that up. You need to be learning the lingo. You need to get that technology built. You need to learn how to market that. Uh, you need to really take a serious look at your web page. Uh, and for the people who haven't done anything with their web page in two or three years, I'm talking exactly to you. Your competitors are absolutely putting money into it right now. And maybe it's not ready yet, but it will be soon. And then you're going to be going, where did all my customers go? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. We don't want that to happen, right? No, no. Um, I would highly suggest getting an expert or some professionals to help you with that. Even mm -hmm. if you're you got some skill and you think you can do it, I would have somebody help you storyboard it out and really yeah. be thinking about things. So, yeah, no, I think that all makes a lot of sense. Um, and you know, I think we're going to wrap up here, unless anyone has any questions or, or comments that they want to to share, but. Um, Marshall, I think this has been really interesting. I hope people, you know, get some thinking about, you know, online stores and what they need to be doing that they might not already be doing, or maybe they have it all perfect already. Never know. Mm -hmm. but, um, anyway, thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes to talk with me today. Hey, no problem. Can I plug something? Um, sure. Plug away. So we just did a, a virtual event called Shirt Lab Forge uh, last week, actually, and all the videos are available for that still. Analytics and print on demand. And we had a fantastic 
uh, uh, Jeffrey Gittimer was our keynote speaker. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's still available. Uh, it's not live anymore, but you can watch the recordings. And that's at shirtlabforge.com. So if you're very interested in redoing your platforms and your stores, I would highly recommend that. All right, great. Thanks so much. All right, thank you, everyone. I'm Teresa Hegel, Executive Editor of Digital Content for ASI. And with me today was Marshall Atkinson of Atkinson Consulting. Thanks so much. Thank you. See you.